is the Down East EM Podcast. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us for our vodcast, Assessing Foam Quality. And what we're looking to do here is give you skills for lifelong learning. Our hope is to give you some structure and framework to assess the quality of foam publications that you are partaking in to make sure that you're getting only the best education. So of course, let's start first at the beginning and define FOAM. The acronym FOAM itself stands for Free Open Access Medical Education, but of course, it is much, much more complex than that. And to get a real sense of what FOAM is, we should look at one of the original FOAM blogs, one of the original producers of FOAM, Life in the Fastlane. Life in the Fastlane defines FOAM as a collection of resources, a community, and an ethos. Now, when I first heard that definition, I thought, what a hippy-dippy descriptor, what a very frou-la-la way of defining FOAM. But if you involve yourself in FOAM and you think about what it's made of, it really does hold true. First and foremost, obviously, it's a huge collection of online resources. We're going to define those a little bit further in a second. But importantly, surrounding this huge collection of resources is a very dedicated community. It's a community dedicated to producing high quality educational posts and material, to doing peer review and quality assessment of the full material that's out there, and also a dedication to making sure people are communicating in a respectful manner. And through that, you sort of get this sense of the ethos, the world that develops around foam and the foam community. In a nuts and bolts way, foam is primarily blogs and podcasts. That is by far the largest contribution to the foam resource pool. But recognize that other things may constitute foam as well, including discussion boards, flashcard sets, journal clubs online, online quizzes, and the like. But we need to dive a little bit further into what foam really is and how it comes into play in medical education. And in doing so, we want to quote Life in the Fast Lane a little bit more. So they state, and I quote, The foam community spontaneously emerged from the collection of constantly evolving, collaborative, and interactive open access medical education resources being distributed on the web for, with one objective, to make the world a better place. Again, a little frou-la-la there, but I get their point. Foam is independent of platform or media. It includes blogs, podcasts, tweets, online videos, text documents, photographs, Facebook groups, and a whole lot more. They go on to say, importantly, Foam should not be seen as a teaching philosophy or strategy, but rather as a globally accessible, crowdsourced, educational adjunct, providing inline, contextual, and offline asynchronous content to augment traditional educational principles. So highlighting there again that they are educational adjuncts and they are used to augment traditional educational principles. So with that as a definition, let's go on to recognize that there's been a massive growth in foam. There has really been an explosion of online educational resources. As we see in this study, they recognize that in 2002, there were two blogs and one podcast in emergency medicine and critical care. As of 2013, there were 141 blogs and 42 podcasts, and I'm certain that in the last seven years, that number has grown exponentially as well. Now, the authors of this article were insightful in some ways, stating the following, Online digital resources are playing an integral role in the disruption of medical education. And I think that the term disruption was beautifully chosen and very apt. 
Disruption in and of itself doesn't necessarily have a positive or negative connotation, and there are both positive and negatives to the growth of foam and its integration into medical education, and we're going to talk about that more in a moment. So one thing is for sure that foam and asynchronous material is being utilized in medical education. Residents and students are most definitely using these materials to learn their craft. In an article published by Mallon and others, they did a survey of current utilization of asynchronous education among emergency medicine residents. They found in this group that podcasts were utilized more than textbooks for learning at 35% versus 33%. Now, in an insightful move by the ACGME, this actually has been adopted as a legitimate way of teaching residents and students through the creation of the III curriculum. III stands for Individualized Interactive Instruction, and the ACGME essentially articulates that residents can get up to 20% of their conference hours through asynchronous learning. As of 2014, 63% of EM programs were utilizing some form of III, and by 2015, that had grown to about 75%. So we see here that learners are most definitely utilizing blogs, podcasts, and other phone material for learning, even more so probably than textbooks. And that's been validated by the ACGME as a legitimate way of learning through the creation and acceptance of the III curriculum. My argument now then is how can we take this hugely valuable resource and remove some of these negatives? How can we make sure that the material that we're learning from has high quality? And I think we need to think about this and compare it to Journal Club, right? The way, as we said, the way that residents and med students and learners used to learn before the advent of foam was through textbooks and through journal articles. And what did we do in medical education? We built Journal Club, right? We recognize that as physicians, we need to be good at assessing journal articles of doing a quality assessment. So all residencies across the country have journal club where we sit down, we review articles, we look at their structure, we critique their quality, and we verify that the information in that article is of value or not. My question for you then is why are we not doing the same for foam at this point? And my argument is that we should. Again, if the ACGME gets behind the idea of using foam, using blogs and podcasts to educate our learners, we should create the same infrastructure so that learners come out of residency able to assess the quality of a blog or podcast in the same way that they can assess the quality of a journal article. So let's talk about that now. Let's talk about how to critique foam. Now, unfortunately, because foam as a teaching medium is relatively young and triple I as created by the ACGME is brand new, we don't have a lot of infrastructures published on how to do a foam critique. Luckily, Academic Life in Emergency Medicine, which is a very valuable and trustworthy resource, has put out a structure which we're going to review now. It has five elements. In critiquing foam, we want to assess five different aspects of the foam piece. The first element is recency, two is accuracy, three is utility, four is evidence-based medicine practices, and five is referencing. In utilizing this structure to assess an individual foam piece, there are a few simple questions we ask ourselves to assess the quality of the piece. 
For recency, we'd simply ask, when was the material published? For accuracy, consider, do you have any concerns about the accuracy of the data being presented or the conclusions of the author? For utility, are there useful educational pearls? And that is again going to vary by the level of the learner, med student, first year resident, all the way through near graduate. For evidence-based medicine, we have to ask, does the article reflect evidence-based medicine practices, and is it therefore free from bias? And finally, for referencing, are the authors and the literature clearly cited throughout the work? Now, Academic Life and Emergency Medicine recommends that you take each of these five elements and give the post a score from one to seven, one being of low quality, seven being high quality, therefore a perfect post would score a 35. And here on the screen, you can see their scorecard for each of these elements. Now, that's one infrastructure, right? But it's important to recognize there are many roads to Dublin. If you want to take the academic life and emergency medicine structure and modify it to your needs, to the things that are of value to you, that's fine. This is one recommended structure. I like it. I like its quantification, its use of number scoring system but utilize it in a way that makes sense to you. In the end, you need to find a structure that works for you and stick with it. You need to utilize it for each and every post that you are absorbing, that you're learning from. For me, I'm using the academic life and emergency medicine construct of recency, accuracy, utility, EBM, and referenced. I recommend that you start there and again, modify it if you feel the need to. So in conclusion, let's go over what we talked about today. We defined FOAM as free, open access medical education, but really as so much more, as a community and an ethos surrounding this huge bank of online educational resources. We recognize that FOAM is an exponentially growing resource. The number of blogs, podcasts, and other materials out there is growing at an amazing rate. We discussed how learners, medical students, residents, and really practicing clinicians and attendings are using foam to get their medical education. We talked about the pros and cons of foam and recognize that it is far from perfect and that just like journal articles, we learned how to critique that material through Journal Club. We must do the same with foam. We must have a structured way of assessing quality of the foam we're consuming. I recommend using this structure as outlined by Academic Life and Emergency Medicine, which discusses recency, accuracy, utility, evidence base, and referencing. But as long as you find a structure and recognize that you must be doing a critical critique of quality, whatever structure you so choose should work. So thank you for joining us for assessing FOAM's quality. I hope you recognize the importance and value of doing this critical appraisal to make sure that you're getting only the best education for yourself. Thanks for listening.